Section 3 of Report of the Presidential Task Force on Market Mechanisms. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Patrick McAfee, Merritt Island. Chapter 3. The Bull Market. All major stock markets began an impressive period of growth in 1982. Spurred by the economic turnaround, the growth in corporate earnings, the reduction in inflation, and the associated fall in interest rates, the Dow rose from 777 to 1,896 between August 1982 and December 1986. Other factors contributing to this dramatic bull market included continuing deregulation of the financial markets, tax incentives for equity investing, stock retirements arising from mergers, leveraged buyouts and share repurchase programs, and an increasing tendency to include takeover premiums in the valuation of a large number of stocks. Despite the dramatic rise in the market, stock valuation at the end of 1986 was not out of line with levels achieved in past periods. 1987. Stocks in the U.S. continued to appreciate rapidly during the first eight months of 1987, despite rapidly increasing interest rates. When the Dow reached its peak of 2,722 in August, stocks were valued at levels which challenged historical precedent and fundamental justification. Factors which contributed to this final rise included, in addition to those listed earlier, increased foreign investment in U.S. equities and growing investment in common stock mutual funds. The rapid rise in the popularity of portfolio insurance strategies also contributed to the market's rise. Pension fund managers adopting these strategies typically increased the fund's risk exposure by investing more heavily in common stock during this rising market. The rationale was that portfolio insurance would cushion the impact of a market break by allowing them to shift quickly out of stocks. During this period, the OTC market also advanced rapidly, and institutional participation and trading volume rose. The OTC and NYSE increasingly moved in parallel, with relative price levels in one matching those in the other. Moreover, Volatility in all the U.S. equity markets increased somewhat during this period. However, prior to October, it was not substantially high by historical standards, and increases in U.S. stock market volatility were comparable to increases in volatility in foreign markets. International Equity Markets Foreign stock exchanges enjoyed bull markets similar to the U.S. during this period. In Japan, for example, stocks were selling at a ratio of 70 times earnings in October 1987, more than double 
the price-to-earnings ratio in the beginning of 1986. Aided by significantly improved computer and communications technology, cross-border equity investment increased rapidly during this period. The communications networks of four key data providers alone cover over 100,000 equities, connect over 110 exchanges, and include 300,000 terminals in over 110 countries. In the first nine months of 1987 alone, Japanese investment in U.S. equities increased by about $15 billion. As cross-border investment grew, so did U.S. investors' sensitivity to foreign common stock performance. Investors made comparisons of valuations in different countries, often using higher valuations in other countries as justification for investing in lower-valued markets. Consequently, a process of ratcheting up among worldwide stock markets began to develop. In the midst of this globalization of equity investment, trading volume on U.S. markets continued to dominate worldwide trading. Trading on U.S. markets tended to lead other markets around the world. This economic and financial panorama was the backdrop to the October market break in the U.S. End of chapter 3 Recording by Patrick McAfee, Merritt Island